We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. You see, when the gift of faith is in operation, when the command is spoken, it doesn't always come to pass instantly. Remember the, the, those patriots of old, when they were dying, many times they'd pronounce blessings or curse upon the church. They did that with the gift of faith. They didn't do that with their ordinary faith. And sometimes it was years of coming to pass, but it always came. Because it's a decree just like when God speaks. Because it is the ultimate measure of the God kind of faith. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan on The Spirit Within and The Spirit Upon, Volume 2. And somewhere or another on the inside of me, it seemed like a spirit of compassion gripped me. It was all I could do to keep from crying. And on the inside of you, it's just difficult to tell you how you felt here in your spirit. Just difficult to describe it. But just such compassion that just seemed to overflow until you just wanted to weep and, and cry out. And inwardly I said, oh God, why can't I help that dear woman? Here she is, 60 some odd years of age, near 70 years of age, you see. And, and, and you know, naturally speaking, if, you know, she's not going to live much longer. And she's going to die and go to hell. Why can't I help her? And about that time, the daughter turned back around and sort of shook her again, put her hand on her shoulder and said, come on, mama, let's go. I've got to go. We have to go. And she's still sitting there making these funny noises, staring in space, just looked like she's off somewhere else, you know. When the anointing came on me, God suddenly gave me the manifestation of special faith. Amen. I felt it just drop down inside me. I describe it sometimes, you know, like dropping those days you can make a telephone call for a nickel. But I'm afraid those days are gone forever. <laughs> you know, you know you, you know, you put your nickel in there, you know, and you hear it drop down. You know, I could just feel that drop down inside me. And, and under the anointing that was upon me, I just pointed, she, she actually, when her daughter shook her, well, at first she didn't respond, but she got a hold of her again, both shoulders, and shook her. And, 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 and suddenly the lady shook her head and said the only intelligent thing she said all day long. She suddenly looked at me and said, will I ever be any better? And I just pointed my finger to her and said, yes, you will, in the name of Jesus. But you see, I didn't just say that with my ordinary faith. I didn't just say that out of my head. I didn't just say that because somebody else said, I said it because I was energized and unctionized. You understand that kind of expression? Praise God, by the Holy Ghost to say it. Well, she didn't look any better. Her daughter pulled her to her feet, got in the car and took her home. Well, they lived in another city. Sometime later, my, we resigned that church and left, my wife and I. And, and so I didn't see her anymore, didn't hear any report. And every once in a while, my wife would say, uh, you know, what, what, whatever happened to so-and-so's mother? I said, I'll tell you exactly what happened to her. She's delivered. You see, when the gift of faith is in operation, when the command is spoken, it doesn't always come to pass instantly. Remember the, the, those patriots of old, when they were dying, many times they'd pronounce blessings or curse upon the church. They did that with the gift of faith. They didn't do that with their ordinary faith. And sometimes it was years of coming to pass, but it always came. Because it's a decree just like when God speaks. Because it is the ultimate measure of the God kind of faith. And so two years went by. We were pastor down in East Texas and this daughter 
wrote us and said, learned we were there and just wrote in care of the church and we got the letter and asked us if it was all right to come down and visit with them. She had something she wanted us to pray with her about. So my wife wrote back and told her to come on down. I remember we went out to meet her because she had written back she'd come at a certain day. And, and I think about the first thing each one of us said to her when you, you know, we're out in front of the postage. When she stepped out of the car was whatever happened to your mother. And she said, well, let me tell you about it. I said, you remember, Brother Hagin, the last thing you said was when Mama said the only intelligent thing she said all day long? Yes. And remember, she said, will I ever be any better? And you just pointed your finger to her and said, yes, you will, in the name of Jesus. Now, you see, she heard me say that, but she didn't know the power that was upon me. Man, the power of God was on me so until I was tingling all over like electricity was going through me. Now, don't you misunderstand me at all? There's been many times, you know, that I tried to make that work because I didn't understand everything I understand now. I tried to make that work on somebody else, you see. And I pointed a finger and said the same thing. <laughs> and nothing happened. So, so many times we push the same button, pull the same lever, say the same words, and nothing happened. Well, she said, you know, I bundled Mama up and took her home. Next day, she wasn't any better. The next day, she wasn't any better. The third morning, she wasn't any better. But about three o'clock in the afternoon of the third day, just like you snapped your finger, suddenly her mind was all right. She had all of her faculties and facilities. And said, the first thing she said to me, you see, was... I want to get saved. And said, we knelt down the middle of the living room floor, my house, and mama gave her heart to Jesus, was born again. And then old dad, see, she's 69. Old dad, 71, you know. He claimed to be an infidel always. When he saw what God done for mama, he come, got on his knees, said, pray for me, I want to be saved. She said, two years have come and gone. They're still both saved, filled with the Holy Ghost in church every Sunday. Mama does all of her own housework. I was just out there to visit them last week, and they're just happy. Praise God. Well, thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank God for manifestations of the Holy Ghost. See, see you know, I, I think if we're not careful a lot of times, because, you see, we hear so much faith preached, and we should, don't misunderstand me, you know, I'm a faith preacher, that we just think the word of faith is going to do everything. Well, it will for me as far as I'm concerned. I never have had any manifestation of the Spirit, the power of God coming on me in anointing for, for me to receive something from God. I just did it by naked faith on the Word of God. But these things come in helping others. I want to show you something. Remember the examples that we use that Jesus himself gave us concerning the work of the, this, this dual working of the Spirit of God in the life of believers? Not just in the life of preachers, in the life of believers. Remember in John's Gospel, the fourth chapter, Jesus said to the woman at the well of Samaria, the water, water is a type of the Spirit in these instances. Now there are other types of the Holy Ghost, but water is a type of the Holy Ghost. And the water that I give you shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That's, that's something that just blesses you individual for your own individual personal state, isn't it? But in the seventh chapter of John, he said to him that believeth on me out of his belly... Our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Well, these rivers, the wells in you for your benefit. The rivers are flowing out of you for others' benefit. So now when it comes to, to receiving from God, personally, I've always just received on my own faith on the naked word of God. But you see, then I can teach others the word of God and get them to agree with me or get them to believe with me and we get results that way.
But if you're not able to teach them or if they don't grasp it, then you see, you're going to have to have this outflow as a result of having been baptized with the Holy Ghost and it belongs to believers, praise God, and is manifested as the Spirit wills. Flowing out of you, praise God, unto others. Now, uh, if you have that, you can help folks. If you don't, if you can't get the Word of God into them, then you just simply can't help them. But you see, now God will manifest himself as a demonstration of his power, particularly you'll find that so where the gospel has not been preached. Now that's, simple, that's the reason that you go to many mission fields and will have many more manifestations of such things than you will here. Because you see, where folks know more, God expects more of them. But then even here, he'll do some things sometimes just as signs of demonstrating his power through manifestations, you see, to help people, trying to help them where they can or not. Because many times they're so religiously brainwashed and biased that they're still not open. Just like the Pharisees were with Jesus. I remember I was preaching right here in the state of Oklahoma in the month of May in the year of 1952. And they brought a fellow in, they brought him on in an ambulance for over 100 miles away. Now he looked the very picture of death. The man that, that brought him owned five different funeral homes in that part of Oklahoma. And actually he, was, he wasn't even full of gospel, he was Nazarene. At that time he became full of gospel because the Lord told me, he said, call him up here and lay your hands on him, I feel the Holy Ghost, and I did, and he did. But he brought him at that time because he had this Nazarene man that owned his five funeral home, he had been in one of my meetings and he'd seen a little, little fellow that was between four and five years of age, you know, it's before we got this 1952, before the polio, salt polio vaccine. And this little fellow had polio when he was 14 months old. And, and you know, his little legs wasn't any bigger around that, and they're just a flopping like a rag doll. And instantly he was healing up and down the platform. Praise God, and when he was 16 years old, he was quarterback on the high school football team here at Oklahoma. Well, this Nazarene man had seen that, and this man was a friend of his, bedfast, and he told me, this Nazarene man, the funeral director and funeral owner, uh, homeowner, told me, he said, I talked to the doctor, would it be all right to bring him? He said, if you think anything happened, that man ought to have been dead 10 days ago. How he's lived, I don't know. And so it's certainly got to go. Now, he may die on your hands on the trip over there. But the doctor said, if, if you know, he's going to die anyhow, so if you think it'll help him, take him. Well, I never, you know, I, I didn't get to talk to the man. He's too near dead to talk to. I don't know whether he could understand what you say or not. But just as I, I saw him lying there on this stretcher while I was preaching, but just as I finished my sermon, the word of the Lord came unto me, told me what to do, but the anointing came on me to do it. Now, I wouldn't have dared try that with my own faith, just, just my ordinary faith. But the anointing came upon me. It's like somebody dropped a coat on you. You know, you know if there's somebody standing behind him and they got an overcoat, top coat, and suddenly put it over my shoulder, don't you know I'd feel it? See, see, in the Old Testament, you know, to denote that one's going to be anointed by the Spirit, very often they'd put the mantle on them. You know, Elisha, Elijah, you know, throwed his mantle over Elisha. Well, the Hebrew word for mantle also means a cloak. And, and so, uh, so, you see, that came on me. And then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, say to this congregation, I'm going to speak to that man on that stretcher there and he's going to rise up 
right in front of you, walk right off healed, perfectly made whole. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled Called of God. The next book in this offer is from Lynette Hagan entitled God's Positioning System. The next in this offer is the CD from Craig Hagan entitled The Greater Mentality. And last but not least is the CD from Denise Hagan Burns entitled Holy Spirit the ultimate best friend. All this for the special price of $30. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We are going to be in Washington State. Yes, March, Tacoma, Washington. That's right, March 29th through the 31st at By His Word Christian Center. Pastors Jan and Sue Butler, they're in Tacoma, Washington. And then we're going to move over for April 1, 2, and 3 to Spokane, Washington. Yes. Uh, there with the Spokane Christian Center with uh, Pastors Rick and Linda Sharkey. Uh-huh. And uh, you can go online at rhema.org and find out anything about our crusade schedule or whatever's going on or where we're going to be in the next crusade. But Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.